You remember your stories with the kind of detail no one else has. Don't take them with you when you go, share them. I'm Christy Bridges from One Moment Wiser. Click follow to hear true stories worth remembering and send me a message if you have a story you'd like to tell. Topic. Atia, you have a very unusual story and you have had to, um, you've had to rely on people a little bit and, um, you know, I think we all learn to do that more gracefully, right? So tell me, tell us your story. So my story began around July of 2017 when I first got diagnosed with scoliosis. But to bring it back a little bit, it did begin around, let's say, middle school, um, third grade. I didn't really fit in with a lot of the students or a lot of the girls because I looked different or I was a different size. And also because of what I was diagnosed with, which was scoliosis. Um, Like I said, I did look a little different, so I didn't fit in. Um, I did have to learn how to be on my own, and that can be a little difficult as a young person because, you know, you want to fit in with the crowd and you want to have a bunch of friends. And um, moving from New York to Delaware after being diagnosed with scoliosis, I did have to end up getting surgery um, because I had advanced scoliosis, which means I had lumbar and thoracic scoliosis, which is the top and the bottom of the spine, which required a spinal fusion, which was five hours long. Um, the recovery process was very strengthening in a way for my personality because I learned that the only person that you can really rely on besides your parents who love you, of course, is God, because without God, you know, what could you do without him? And after leaving service today, because it is Sunday, I did go to church. I learned that nothing is impossible without God on your side. And that's what I've been learning so far. And I'm just so blessed. I am so grateful for that. That must have been very painful. Yes, it was. Um, The recovery process was painful. I did have to go on a series of medication because of how much pain I was in. But over time, it did get better. Um, I'm standing up so much straighter and I feel so much better about myself, even though I still do have some insecurities like every other girl in the world. I still make sure to talk to God every day. And he affirms for me that despite what anybody says, it's important to love yourself and who you are. Yes. And did you have to wear the brace in school? Um, because my scoliosis was caught so late, um, I was not diagnosed with the brace, but I did do uh, scroth therapy, which is not really heard or seen. Um, or even prescribed by doctors because they don't really believe in it. They rather you just jump right into the surgery. So I did do scroth for about six or seven months, but that didn't end up working. So I just went straight into the surgery. Gotcha. I'm so glad the surgery helped you. Um, I've known people with different back issues and it 
sometimes it helps and sometimes it doesn't. And it's so disappointing uh, yes. to wake up from the surgery and realize that it's not any better. So I'm so grateful that that, that has been a blessing for you. Good. Yes. And you have some really neat people in your family. I got the chance to meet a couple of them earlier and I love the way they're yeah. showing up for you. Yay. Your yeah. story, I kind of, I felt like I was part of the whole household when I was reading your story. Yeah. <laughs> Are you My family is very the... heartwarming. Yeah. They look after you. I like it. Are you still doing the United Nations? What, tell me about that. Well, um, I'm currently not doing it as of right now because I am preparing to go to college in a few oh. months. Well, that's important. But I will be volunteering over the summer for a couple weeks. Uh -huh. um, that was a great experience for me as well because I got to network with a lot of people around the world. Um, there was even one woman who's from Harlem, New York, who uh, I got to network with and work with her over the summer, which was really exciting. Um, it was a really fun experience. It was new to me because I've never really been to an event like that before. But I did enjoy, you know, being out of my bubble because I am very shy. So I did enjoy that experience. For those who haven't yet read the book, which is pretty much everybody, um, can you tell us a little bit about like what that was? Because um, I just mentioned United Nations and everybody's going, what? Um, <laughs> so oh, tell right. us what that was and how you what you did in that. Okay, so um, last year before COVID was around, I participated in a beauty pageant that was sponsored. That was sponsored by where I live at called Rochdale Village. Um, I did end up winning, so I gained a scholarship. And then with the partnering pageant um, called Miss Caracom, they allowed me to go with them on a United Nations conference with the Youth Council to speak about um, global warming and stuff like that. So um, I got to meet different diplomats and politicians, not like in person because, you know, they're busy with meetings and stuff. But that's how I got into the United Nations. So I now am an ambassador. Um, I did recently get invited to a meeting in Istanbul, but you know, it's COVID right now. So I just did, um, I just joined through Zoom, but other than that, that's all. Okay, that is super cool. That is something that I, when I was in high school, I thought one day I'd love to be like an interpreter at the United Nations or something. So I think that's super neat that you got to kind of see how they operate and be a little bit part of that. Fine. Yeah. And so you're getting ready for college now. And uh, Mahogany, did you say you were, when do you graduate? I graduate this year too. Do you graduate this year too? Okay. So yes. you both graduate this year. That is really exciting. So um, Atia, what I know, I know, I know that when you first go, you know, you graduate, you start into college, you kind of have ideas that that eventually you go wait I want to do something completely different but at the moment what is your plan what are you really hoping to do in this world my plan is to 
mainly focused on psychology. I enjoy psychology so much, um, but I mainly work with adolescents. Mm -hmm. um, and right now I am in the biology, the bachelor of biology program for my school leading into pre-med. Okay, whoa. Bachelor of Biology leading into pre-med and you're thinking about psychology. Yes. Wowzer. Okay, that's, um, that is ambitious, but I absolutely know that you'll be able to do it. And psychology is fascinating. I, um, yes. I love prima donna. You, you apparently had a little bit of <laughs> impact here. <laughs> but yes. Well, I will have to say this. Uh -huh. I will have to say I met Atia. Can you hear me? Mm -hmm. Okay. I met Atia uh, when I put the announcement out there. She had initially a plan to come to the Girls Team Summit and listen here, all the way from New York. Atia lives in New York. So I can't take too much credit. She has an incredible, amazing parents. Um, and so she came aboard uh, because she was registered for the Girls Team Summit, but I don't know, um, something happened, she was unable to make it, but we stayed in contact and I sent it out to um, all my ladies who had registered for the summit. And um, she said she definitely wanted to be part of this uh, project to be a co-author. And that's how we were able to make contact. But which is what's great about this, it gives Soren Eagles the opportunity to really spread our wings, um, to say that, hey, wow, and a young lady on the East Coast that's inspiring young ladies that where I couldn't even touch. And she, her story is touching. And that's what it's all about. You know, Soaring Eagles is um, the whole mission is for us to soar and have other um, ladies soar as well. And so she's soaring over there on the East Coast. And we have another co-author who's in New Jersey. And we have another co-author, two co-authors in, in California. So Soaring Eagles is definitely spreading their wings. Um, the two ladies in California definitely had an impact in their life. Um, but we've seemed to gain a relationship um, with Atia. Some of the questions he has, she's, her parents did a great job, very uh, mature for her age. And she would call me and um, she was very on, on it. She was very on it. Like she would ask me questions and um, help coach her through the, the writing and just kind of give her ideas. And the same thing with Mahogany. I, I applaud the parents because it made it very easy to work with these young ladies and, and they're the MVPs of this. Um, I just basically come behind what the parents have sown such great seeds in them. And for me, I want other young ladies to see these ladies, their peers, who are talking about you know going off to college and they have some struggles too, like that's similar. Um, but they're saying, hey, I choose education or I choose this path because um, another reason why I, I put this together coming from California, um, it was just a different culture here in Tulsa. And I, I saw a lot of ladies, teenage girls who just stopped dreaming. And, and my girls team, someone was dreaming with their eyes wide open and they didn't know what that looked like because the homes that they came from, they unfortunately didn't have the parents as these young ladies do. So my thing is, my hope is when they read the pages on their stories on these pages, they say, hey, if she can do it, I can. And, and that situation happened when one of my ladies in, um, who, who's in a book too, 
she went to Harvard University. Yes. <laughs> and I had another lady who yeah. who I mentored since she was 10 and she was feeling some type of way. She said, wait a second, we both from the North, North Tulsa. If she can go to Harvard, I can too. So she was inspired that she went to Harvard and this is my goal that other young ladies will be inspired by Atiyah and Mahogany who, who, you know, Mahogany works. She, you know, a lot of stuff that she works, like she comes from a big family and, and she understands that, hey, you know, there's a, I'm going to have to work and put money in and do a lot of things to, to make things happen. Like a lot of things are just not given to her. Um, people may think it is, but, you know, she has to do what she has to do. And again, she's encouraging another young person in her age racket to say, if, if Mahagi can do it, I can. If, if, if um, Atiyah can do it and she had these physical ailments that she could have just put her hands up and said, you know, I can't do this. I'm in just too much pain. But you learn that your pain turns into a purpose. Your things that are opposition towards you is, is opens a great door of opportunities. And I'll just leave it right there. I <laughs> mm, love it. And you know, Atia. One Moment Wiser will be right back. How many years, or how long, I guess, was it that you had a hard time? You know, you were, you were tired carrying those heavy books and you didn't really know what was wrong. And then you got diagnosed and then eventually you had the surgery. How, how much time passed during that? Um, I would say about five or six years, including this year. Yeah. Five or six years, but you're not five yes. or six years behind in school. You didn't no. go, I can't do anything but deal with this pain, right? You just said, well, this morning I'm going to get up and I'm going to feel okay. And I'm going to do what I got to do. And, um, that is, oh man, that's a message for all generations. Let me tell you, um, because so times we, we let whatever is negative in our life eat our whole 24 hour days instead of saying, well, this is part of my life. And it's not the whole thing. I'm going to make a life beyond that. Mahogany, you did the same thing. You, you know, had this little bit of, you had a struggle with the mirror that you're like, I'm not going to hide. Right. I remember getting a pimple in middle school and thinking I can't ever be seen again. And this is gone. Right. Um, Guess what? Middle schoolers get lots of pimples. I think I was 25 before I quit doing that. But, you know, you didn't let anything stop you and you decided to say, I'm, I'm going to change the way I think and I'm going to go forward. So I just, you are, you both just such an encouragement, all three of you, such an encouragement on every level. And I like that in this book, Prima Donna, you have people who had either, you know, no parenting or horrible parenting. Um, that they went through, but you also had people who, who did have parents that stood by their sides because, you know, there are people who give up because the culture around them is full of people who haven't graduated and who haven't done anything with their lives, even if they did graduate. And then there are people who give up because they're just a little spoiled. Um, you know, we have so much. <laughs> 
that we just take it for granted and wish that people would stop trying to tell us what to do. Right. And um, so you actually have people in your book who could have chosen that route on either side of the fence and didn't and show us literally step by step how they've gone through it. I, I really appreciate that. Mahogany, what are your plans after high school? So I do plan on going to college and yeah. I would also be a psychology major as well. Wow. Yes. But um, <laughs> I'm looking into psychology, but I've also been um, speaking to like the uh, professors at the university about like switching it. It's still doing psychology, but also like doing it in a way of going underneath like the law. So uh, uh, studying criminal justice as well. Ooh. I tell you what, our justice system needs a lot of reform and it's going to take people with understanding of how the human psyche works and how we can really rehabilitate people or help people and instead of crippling them further. So that's really a neat idea. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. This is exciting to me. (laughs) Thank you so much. So um, I, you know, I'm just going to open the floor. If you had um, somebody in front of you who was five years younger than you, you know, maybe you had yourself five years ago, right? Um, Let's say seven years ago, 10 year old self, right? What would you say to that um, 10 year old person? Mahogany, what would you say to your 10-year-old person? Hmm. Uh, if I was able to speak to my 10-year-old self, I would probably tell them to probably tell her to be more patient and more vocal in the things that she wants and just to speak up more because I feel like that is also a big part in radiating confidence, being knowing when to like, you know, speak up and you know, defend yourself. So I think us speaking up and knowing that there are going to be tough days, but you got through them. So I think that would be something I would tell my 10-year-old self. Awesome. What about you, uh, Matea? What would you tell your 10-year-old um, self? I would tell my 10-year-old self to not give up and don't allow other people's opinions to affect you. Because, you know, being in, I forgot what grade you're in, around 10, in, like when you're 10 years old. So. Fourth or fifth. Fifth grade can be a little tough because, you know, students can have opinions about you that, you know, you think is true because they tell it to you every day. But, you know, you just can't allow people's opinions to affect you and, um, you can't lose focus with God as well. Oh, so true. He's going to be with us for eternity. None of these other people will be. Well, I mean, you know, hopefully we'll see him in heaven and stuff, but you know what I mean? He is the one side by side with us through every single thing, birth to eternity. So you're right. Um, you can't get to speak up for yourself. And at the same time, you've got to let some things just go because these people are temporary. Kids are kind of mean sometimes. Um, 
like a lot of the time <laughs> when we're when we're kids, right? Um, Prima Donna, what would you say to your your graduating self, your high school senior self? Mm. What would I say to my high school senior? I would say that you're not alone. You're not alone. I mean, I I kept a lot of things hidden of what was going on in my personal life because I felt alone. And I assume looking around me, everybody's life was a lot better than mine. And that person, I would say you're not alone. And that um, you have a story that's going to help many other young girls. And just sitting here looking at this, Atiyah and Mahogany, and it's, I, I still just get the chills. Like, did this just really happen? Like, did, did this just, I, I, I don't, I just, I, I'm still in awe that my story went as far as to Atiyah, New York, New Jersey. Um, and they're just paying it forward. Um, I, I, I want to say this. Atiyah's mom, and I, I, I love her dearly, like she's a mom. She's a mama bear. <laughs> and so it's, it's good. Yeah. I understand. You have to be. We had conversations on the phone and she said, I just want to tell you, you know, she's said New York. New York is just straight up. Like that, oh, yeah. that's just a sculpture. They're just straight up. They go keep it 100. And I, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> and she said, <laughs> she said, uh, yeah, I, I did some background check on you. I said, okay. <laughs> I, I, I want you to, you know, that's if, if someone's going to take on a project like this, you want to make sure everything is fine. But when her response, she said, but you would never believe this is a big, big world, small world. I said, excuse me. She said, the lady I had to check up about you has been following you and said that you're doing this incredible work for these teen girls and you better have your daughter part of this project. Like this would be so many opportunities. I don't know this woman from a can of paint, but my story <laughs> went as far as to New York where they did a background because of social media. And she said, she is changing these ladies' lives. It will be a shame if you don't have a Tia part of this. So that, that high school graduate, you're not alone and tell your story is what I would have told that person. Yeah. I started a little bit later in life, like after graduate school, but hey, I did it. I started telling my story. <laughs> you did it and you made it that far, which was a challenge for you. Yeah. There were a couple of times right. that you thought, what is the point of this life? And to think yeah. of the lost to this world, if you had listened to that voice, and I am so grateful that you didn't. I am so grateful that you are here and you continue to just pour out. Um, and it's, it's just amazing. You know, the Bible tells us that what the devil has meant for harm, God will use for good. God's not done 
until we throw up our hands. And hopefully we never do because he just gets better Mm -hmm. and better and better. Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah, I missed. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So yes, I, I really, really appreciate you ladies. This book, I just, I had to, I was, you know, helping with a little bit of formatting and I, I just had to keep, I stopped a couple times and just cried, you know, and I'm like, ah, thank you, Lord, you know, or journaled or whatever. You really, there's some, you ladies are powerful and you, you probably don't even know how powerful at this time. But yes, you are not alone. Don't listen to those voices. Just listen to the voice of God who will accomplish his purpose through you. He always accomplishes his purpose if we just keep showing up. And um, we don't have to accomplish his purpose, right? We just have to keep showing up, hanging out with dad. And dad does amazing things through us. So God bless you ladies as you leave school and, and go on into, you know, into college and into whatever your future holds for you. So, and in Prima Donna, your um, book launch party is in Tulsa on June 4th. Can you give us the details of that? I'm going to post a flyer. After so yes, it'll be, yeah. Yes, it'll be June 4th. We were able to collaborate with the uh, 1921 um, massacre, the Centennial Commemoration, Tulsa Massacre, the Centennial Com- Commemoration, which is huge. Um, this will give a lot of exposure to the ladies um, to share their story. It's going to be at Holiday Inn on June 4th from 530 to 830. Um, so we're ac- very excited about that. The mission is The ladies will have their opportunities as first-time published authors to sign. I urge you guys to come on out um, so you can get a signature from them. Um, so this is this is going to be very exciting. We'll have door prizes. We'll have um, just a nice program put together. Some of the co-authors are going to, not only are they talented with their writing, but they're going to show us some other talents with singing and another one plays the instrument. And we're thankful to our sponsors, um, a Drink to Shrink, Felicia Jones, and um, Proverbs 31. She's going to be uh, sharing about paparazzi. Uh, we have Transformation Church that gave a donation. Um, Bishop Gary McIntosh, who sits on my board, gave a nice a donation towards the book launch. Uh, well, God, I hope I'm not missing anyone else. Of course, Soren <laughs> Eagles is there, and Cove. Cove and an elegant mirror um, that's located in Lawton will be doing all the uh, decoration. Elegant mirror in Lawton, Oklahoma. She's a mother of one of the co-authors and she will be providing a lot of decorations. But I also want to mention that Atia, even though she's in New York, she's put in a nice book launch for herself and prayerfully I can be there to support her. She oh. will be in, I believe it's in July, right, Atia? Yeah. July 24th. Yes. Nice. July. So can you please share with us uh, yes. the details about that for people yes. who are in New York area? Yes. Um, my book launch will be July 24th in Jamaica, New York from 12 to 5 p.m. Um, unfortunately, I do have to ask my mom where the location will be exactly. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but it will be from 12 to 5. Okay. Um, any other information I will share 
uh, to Prima Donna and then she'll send it out to all of you guys. And I'm very excited. Perfect. And you can also just um, add the details to this video in Facebook too. So yes, I am so excited. Oh, book launch parties are so much fun. I'll never forget my first one. <laughs> Yay. Oh, does she have it? Do you have the time? Oh, Brookville Park, look at that. The place, Perfect. Brookville Park. Brookville Park, yes. Thank you, Brenda, I appreciate that. All right, yes. well, thank you so much. Yeah, because. Go ahead. Oh, I'll Oh, I was saying, yeah, um, when I spoke to her mom, because you're having your prom that weekend of the book launch, Atia. Um, no, my prom is in June. My prom is June 5th. Right, June 4th. Yeah, 5th, yes. right. So I know she would have been able to make it, but hey, senior prom trumps over everything. It's your last <laughs> year. So I totally understand. And um, yeah, you can't miss out on your, your prom. Did you go to yours already, Mahogany? Uh, we did already have our prom. I did not go, sadly. It was um, oh, no? like a lot of the information last minute. So it was, you know, hard to find a dress that you would like and like yeah. in hopes of not having the same dress as no one else. So I did not go. I regretted it just a little bit, but I was also, you know, not as mad about it as I would have. I didn't go to mine either. <laughs> I was dating a guy in the Air Force and he had to stay on base for the weekend. And I was like, yeah, you know, but no, life is full of wonderful moments, especially, I mean, the way the start you ladies are getting, you'll have a chance to dress up again. I promise. <laughs> Yay. Ken, well, I know the ladies yeah. have their web. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, please. Oh, I was saying, ladies, do you have your website up already? I do not. I'm still talking. Me either. I think I still have to um, contact okay. I'll get the website up. I would like to have that up, though. Okay. I, I was just going to. I was going to yeah. for the family and friends who want to support them and they can purchase it there. And, and if you go to Amazon, the proceeds goes to Soaring Eagles um, so we can continue to do the programs and produce a volume two for Cards of Life. So we continue to you know, spread our, our wings, but yeah, they're gonna have their own website where you could uh, purchase the book from them. Too. Fantastic, and the book is already available. We are having the big launch party June 4th, but the book is already available and um, the ebook will be coming up soon. So get your copy and get a copy to give away. Somebody you know is gonna have a birthday this year and they are gonna need this book. So you yeah. Know, it out yeah. but thank you ladies so much for being yeah. here and thank you all for watching and sharing this video um and if you're listening to the podcast share the podcast and if you have a story that yeah. you would like to share i would love to hear it i'm chrissy bridges from one moment wiser and i teach christians to become authors because god speaks to people through each of our unique voices just like he's done through these ladies and i didn't have to teach them anything but i would love to hear your story and give you a chance to share it so just contact me at one moment wiser that's the number one moment wiser on any of the social medias or just send me an Email at info at onemomentwiser.com. All right. Well, God bless you all, and I will see you next time. Bye. 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 Thank Bye. you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, check out onemomentwiser.com 
for books, blogs, and two-minute devotional videos, which will help you live wisely in every aspect of life. See you next time on One Moment Wiser.